Have you ever heard the phrase, if you want to be a writer, then you need to be reading? Today, that's exactly what I'm talking about, and I'm going to explain why. Welcome to Writing on the Fly, a podcast for writers by a writer. I'm figuring out this writing thing as I go, and I'm bringing you along for the ride. I believe anybody can write, and the world needs your story. Hey there, writer. Um, I hope you are having a fantastic day whenever you're listening to this. I'm so excited that the podcast is back out and that I just get to bring writing on the fly back. I took a break and I didn't really announce it as it was happening. Um, I had some episodes pre-recorded and scheduled, like my whole conversation with Kate was recorded well in advance and I was able to break it out into having different episodes. So I had like a month's worth of podcasts that went took me through May in the middle of April. And I was just like, okay, this is perfect. I hit my busy season and then I'll go right back into it. And then my busy season kind of rocked my world. My best friend got married. I graduated college. I actually spent the whole summer working on transitioning from one school that I was currently work or that I was working at to the school I'm now currently working at. And I was transitioning from being a TA to a full-time teacher. I now teach sixth grade English. I also teach um, computers and I get to develop the computers curriculum and I get to do a lot of fun stuff with English in my my sixth graders. I get to do a lot of writing. We're doing we're reading a really good book right now. It's called The Wednesday Wars. If you've never read it, I suggest it. Because oh my like even though it's a middle school read, the main character cracks me up. I'm laughing all the time. And it's just been very, very busy. And shortly after I got back from my graduation trip that it was like a whole week of, it was like five days, not like a whole week. It was five days. My best friend got married and then I like I hopped on a plane to go to my best friend's wedding. And then I hopped on another plane. I didn't even go home. I went to like another place to go to my graduation. And then I came home a couple of days later and I got to see some friends and it was really, really good. But it was like, that was like the starting point of like, crazy time. And I just was like, okay, well, oh, excuse my phone. I was just like, okay, <clears throat> we're just going <laughs> to roll with this. And, uh, you know, I have, I have content for the next month and then I'll get back into it. And then the busy just never stopped. And I was just like, okay, we're just gonna have to take a break. And then once things settle down a little bit, I will bring the podcast back. Well, that day has arrived. And so just some life updates. I changed schools, obviously, as I just said. I now teach sixth grade English and computers. Um, I also do teach an older math class, and that's been fun and interesting. And I, I love it. Like it has just been. It's actually, it's like the biggest change going into like a different career. Like yes, I've been in schools for a while, but just being the teacher and it's just a different world, and it's awesome. I love every single minute of it. And I'm now starting to pull, like, not pull back from work, but I'm starting to be able to figure out how I can include my author journey, my authorship, my author side of me into my days now. So I'm so excited. I finally get to bring writing on the fly back because I was been over here like, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do this, or maybe I'll try this, or maybe I'll do this. And just like, nothing was working. And I was just like, you know what? I love talking. I'm just going to go back to doing the podcast and I'm going to find the time to record my episodes. So that's what I did. And now I'm recording the episodes and they're going to start coming out again. And I'm so excited I could cheer, except I'm not going to, because I don't know if you can hear it right now. You probably can. My voice is a little hoarse. 
I actually just got back from our varsity volleyball game. I actually have a student aide who's a senior and she, she's awesome. And so I was able to go to the game tonight and I brought my kiddos and oh my gosh, so much screaming and so much anxiety. Like, I don't even think I get this anxious when I'm watching like the Golden Knights play or the Patriots play. My anxiety was through the roof. I, (laughs) it was crazy, but, um, my varsity girls won. It was awesome. And, um, We brought home the W for my school, which was very, very cool. And I shouldn't say my varsity girls. I apologize. I have my one student aide who's a a senior on the varsity team. Other than that, I don't know anybody because I teach sixth grade and I'm brand new to this school. So I'm like, they're like, oh, that's a teacher? Because I don't even like, when I go up, I make this joke because so we have, um, we're sixth graders at my school. It's like one hallway and all the sixth grade teachers are right in that hallway. There's a couple other teachers in there too, but all the sixth grades in one hallway. And so we just stay in our hallway, you know, sixth grade and seventh grade and eighth grade in the hallways and it's like the middle school hallway. And so like, I'm still taller than most of the students, but then I have to go upstairs. And that's where I say, I call upstairs where the big people are, because when I walk upstairs for anything, I feel like I have to like hold my staff badge out and be like, I'm a teacher, please let me through. Because, oh my gosh, these circles, like I went to a school with like, thousands of kids. And I am now remembering how hard it was just to walk through the hallway. Cause when you have five kids talking to each other, there's no room to move. So it's just, that's why my voice is hoarse. I'm sorry, but I didn't want to hold off recording any longer. This is my scheduled time to record. So I'm getting it done. So we're just going to roll with it. Just like I try to roll with everything in my author journey. I kind of just, you know, I'm like, you know what, let's do that. And I'm going to wing it. Um, some other quick updates. I no longer have my writing boldly blog. Um, if you have been with me with with me for any length of time, writing boldly has been my website, and I am kind of stepping away from that as my author website. It's actually writing bold, boldly is getting a makeover, and it's going to become something else, and it's going to be so awesome, and I'm so excited for it. But that's going to take some time to build. But so, like me and my author journey, you can find me here on Writing on the Fly on Instagram at ashleyoutloud underscore. And then I'm also, I also started what's called a Substack. If you don't know what Substack is, it's like a newsletter, except you also get to kind of have like your own page. So like your newsletter can become blog posts. And it's like essentially what I've always wanted when I started blogging. I have like four blogging attempts under my belt. And I'm kind of garbage at being consistent. And like one thing I always, I just, I was like, I want simple. And I want the ability that when I write a blog post, it just gets sent to the people who want to read it. And I don't have to worry about creating extra. And that's what Substack gave me. And I was also able to create um, a paywall so that some of my paid content, like my creative mail and the little workbooks and worksheets I like to make, that is all over there. So if you want to check that out and support me in that way, you can check that out at You can check that out at, I know I said it like four times, but you can check it out at ashleyunderwood.substack.com. And I will put all these links in the show notes so that you can just click them and it's not hard to search for. So that's life updates. Well, not really. Um, I will go into more updates towards the end of this episode because they involve writing stuff and I'm going to talk about that at the end. But I'm going to dive right into this idea of if you want to be writing, you have to be writing. 
And I know that when I first heard that if you want to be a writer, you need to be reading. And I, I remember like when I first read it or saw, I saw it on, I saw some author posted on Twitter. That's when I saw it. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay. And I just kept moving on with my life. And then as I have started to teach others and coach others in writing, I have learned that I will make references to concepts or references to things that when you're a writer, you just kind of pick up from listening to other writers and reading their stories and you just kind of like pick it up and you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And so the references I'm making, some of them don't get it. And I'm like, well, have you read this book? Have you read this book? Have you read this book? Oh no, I don't read. What? (laughs) I'm sorry. What? For me, I've always been a big reader, which cracks me up because, um, when I was a kid, I had three or maybe two, two or three floor to ceiling white bookcases. There was like six shelves on each bookcase and they were filled with books and I would read them. I spent two, I spent one night, one night, I think it was two nights maybe because I had a lot of books, but I spent one or two nights, one, like one week where I cataloged all my books and I I wrote them all down on notebook paper because it was the nineties before computers were like something you, oops, sorry. (laughs) I just apologize to a microphone. You guys just roll with me here. This is fun, right? Um, If I lost my train of thought. Oh, I wrote this on notebook paper because it was the 90s and computers were not just handed out to toddlers like they are today. So I wrote out all of my books. I had over 100 books. I wrote them all out on notebook paper. I made my own like little library cards. I labeled all of my books with little library stickers just in case my friends ever wanted to borrow a book. (laughs) And I laugh about this now because the kids I grew up with don't read. (laughs) The reading assignments we used to get in school used to make their eyes roll into the back of their head. And they would always be like, why do I have to read in English? And I'm over here like devouring Jurassic Park. Like, oh my gosh, what's happening next? It's okay. We can all be friends. <laughs> if you don't like reading, it's okay. But in order to write, you need to be a reader because when you, the only way to learn is by like studying the craft. How do you study the craft? Well, there are thousands of writing books out there. Maybe not thousands, but there's a lot. And then there's also, you know, I, I could say there's thousands of this, but there are thousands of different people who are like, hey, you want to be a writer here? Take this course that I made that's going to get you onto the best. Like, bestseller list or, Hey, you want to write? Let me help you write your book. There's so many resources online between books on writing or courses on writing and how to become a writer and all these different things and articles and podcasts and so many things. And they can help you study the technicality. But when you read books and you read books that you want to write in that genre, or even if you read books, not in the genre you want to write, that's when you study the practical application of it. How do you take the technicality of what you know and put it into reality? That's what reading does. If you want to write, you need to read. Just like, uh, you know, when they say, when you write dialogue, Listen to people talk so you can see how they talk, the cadence they use, the words they use. Sometimes when I remember there was one book I read that I couldn't get into it because the dialogue was unbelievable. 
I had this 16 or 17-year-old protagonist. I really wish I could remember what this book was titled so I could like go back and actually pinpoint the sentence that did me in and tell you like what page it was on and what exactly the sentence was. But it was kind of like a fantasy genre novel um, that had to do with like I think angels and like there was like some weird things following the protagonist but she was kind of being protected by angels and she was at the school and this guy was paying attention to her because he turned out to be like an angel who was trying to protect her. Something along those lines, I believe. But of course she's like human and has like a human best friend and she has like a bigger destiny. It's like one of those like typical, like human girl, bigger destiny with supernatural or mythical or fantasy type storylines. So She's like 16, 17, maybe 18. And she, first of all, has way too much freedom for a 16, 17-year-old. It was like she was being raised by her aunt, I feel like. Or she went to school, but there was like – she went to like a boarding school, so she lived at the school. But her aunt or whoever was raising her, her dad maybe, really didn't check on her. But she also didn't follow the rules. And then there was no one around to make sure that she followed the rules. So she got to like carelessly not follow the rules. And so that was kind of unbelievable. What really did it for me, though, was the way this girl spoke. At 16 or 17, she was using words like inquire and inquiry. And I just remember she was – so she had a human best friend. And she's, like, about to – it's like the inciting incident moment where she is, like, setting things up at home for her to leave onto this adventure in her journey with this mythical person. And she – is like trying to give her best friend like clues or hints on how to help. And so she's like, here's what you need to research and here's what I need you to do. And if you don't understand how to do this part, go make an inquiry at the library. And that sentence right there, like whatever it, I don't think it was exactly verbatim what I just said, but it was definitely something along those lines. That right there, for I was like, that's it. Nobody talks like that. And I was... 20, 2021 at the time when I read this book. And I was like, I don't even know 29 year olds who speak this way. I worked in an office full of people who were older than me, like in their thirties and forties, not a single one of them spoke that way. And I don't know if I, I mean, I'm assuming like people will say, Oh yeah, well I would inquire about that or inquire within. Like I know the word is used. (laughs) I'm not debating that, but the way that she used it, I was like, no one talks like this, especially when they're 16. Like there's too many slang words. And she was like a girl, like she was smart and everything, but she wasn't, she didn't speak like that up until words like that. Like it was like, she spoke like a normal teenager until it was like, barely, she barely spoke like a normal teenager. But it was inconsistent with the dialogue, so it was really hard to actually understand the protagonist's voice. And then she would throw words like inquiry and inquire out. And I was just like, I can't. I th- it was a series book. I read the first book. I had to grit my teeth to get through it. And I never picked up the second one. And I have like wiped it from my memory except for that one sentence and that one scene because that's how bad it was. So, but the thing is, guys, is that because I read that book, I know what not to do. I know what really turned me off as a reader. And I was like, okay, someone talking like that is unrealistic. So I'm not going to write like that, that or make characters that talk like that. So that helps me in my own writing as I learn what bothers me as a reader. So as much as you can read like the, I mean, I've read Stephen King on writing and that's like, (laughs) 
not that I want to throw the word Bible around, but that uh, Stephen King's on writing is held up to like being like the number one writing resource for writers. Like that is like the, the Bible for writers. Um, it is a great book. Do not get me wrong. Although I have seen in recent years, some writers out on Twitter who are like, I don't understand why this book is held in such high esteem. Like it's a good book and all, but it's not like the one and only best one ever. And that could be true. I read a couple. I mean, I really haven't read. I read on writing. I do want to get Save the Cat Writes a Novel and read that. But a lot of the information I get on writing and craft, I've learned from my schoolwork, being a creative writing major, from reading my books from writing my books and reading articles and listening to other writers. Like my favorite thing um, is just listening to other writers explain how they write. When I first got serious about writing, I just really started tracking down authors that I loved their work. And I was like, okay, well, how do they write? So like for me, Sarah Destin is my favorite author. And so I was like, okay, Sarah Destin, what does she have to say about writing? Uh, I remember one year I went to a, uh, so I live in Vegas and we have an annual book fest called Vegas book fest. I know we are super original with our titles, but we are bougie and everything else. So I was at book fest one year and I went to a YA panel and Alexa, Alexandria, I'm sorry, Alexandra Molnair was there talking about her book, the final six. And in her explanation of her book. It was actually funny because of course you can buy all the books there. There's like a Barnes and Noble little tent, I guess you could call it, where they sell the books of the authors that are going to be at BookFest. And so me and my friends are looking at the books and we kind of, we looked at the final six and we're like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting, but I've never heard of that author. I don't really know what else she's written. I don't know about this. Let's think about it and come back. And then we're at this YA panel because another author I did want to hear from was on that panel. And so uh, it was Casey West, in case you're wondering. Uh, Casey West was going to be on that panel. So we're listening to this panel. I'm listening to Casey. I'm getting excited. Scott Westerfield was also on that panel, the author of Uglies. And so, but Alexandra was talking about her her book, The Final Six. And the way that she described it, I was like, oh my gosh. Yes, <laughs> um, we're going to go buy that. So we actually raced over, me and my friends raced over to the tent and we um, we raced over to the tent, bought the final six, and then I, I had a couple other books. Like I had um, Imposters by Scott Westerfield because that was right after Imposters came out and I bought it the week before at Barnes & Noble. And I, I was just like, I'll get this book and he can sign it because I don't have my original. I didn't have my original Uglies books and I didn't like the new covers, so I didn't buy them. So I bought Imposters or maybe I do still have Uglies and I just didn't want to. They're in storage and I didn't want to. Regardless, I bought Imposters. It doesn't really matter why. I bought Imposters. And so I'm in line. I have my book for Casey to sign. I have my book for Scott to sign. And then I have my book for... Um, Alexandra and I'm talking to her and she's, and I was just like, you know, like in our conversation, I, I got a chance to mention that I'm a writer and I'm, I was working on writing my first book and 
she was like, okay, so you need to go look up Susan Dennard and sign up for her, her newsletter because she gives the best writing advice and writing tips and insight. And so I ended up looking up Susan Dennard and I started following her newsletter and she really does. I love reading her writing advice. In fact, it was her advice and her shift to Substack that got me on Substack because I saw how it was working for her. And so it's just been, you know, like you got to be reading something. So I read newsletters, I read articles, I listen to what other authors have to say. Um, I do have to say Alexandra was nice. Scott was really funny meeting him. He, uh, I'm going on a tangent now, but when I gave him my imposter's book to sign, he was like, they told me they weren't going to have this here. And I was like, well, I bought mine a week ago at an actual Barnes and Noble store. Sorry. So he signed that for me. Casey, um, it was actually really funny because the year I met her was the summer I spent, uh, I read 17 books in two weeks, three weeks, three weeks. I read 17 books in three weeks and it was the three weeks my husband was in another country, Germany or Romania. I want to say it was Germany and he was doing his annual training in Germany and when he was in the army and <laughs> I read 17 books in that three weeks he was gone and probably 10 of them were Casey West's books. I saw one of her books on something and I read it and I loved it. And then I literally went to my library's like ebook app. It was Libby. And I just checked out and read every single one of her backlog books I could find. And they were all awesome. So it was really cool to meet her. But when I go through and I see what those authors signed is Casey and Alexandra both actually said, good luck on your writing. And I kind of wish I could meet them again. So I could be like, Hey, you probably don't remember me, but you met me and you wrote this. And I just wanted to tell you like, now I wrote, I've written, I've written. Wow. Or, and ignore the fact that I'm an English teacher right now. I've written three novels. Thank you for your encouragement and your support. And just, you know, coming to these panels because that panel hearing, it was actually Scott who talked about his own writing routine that helped me get more and more grounded and more serious about my own writing routine and times. And so that helped me in my writer's journey. So I'm saying all this in order to be a writer, you need to be a reader because you need to be reading. You need to be reading books because that shows you the practicality of all this technical stuff you know about writing. And you need to be reading Maybe what other, other authors are writing about the writing process, about how to write, about how they write their books, about the industry, about the business. There's nothing that you can't learn from another writer. Like if they're giving out the information, you should want to suck it in like a sponge because that's going to help you be a better writer. And even if it's like, okay, you want to write a romance novel, pick up that fantasy novel because... There's very few novels where there's not some sort of love subplot. It might not be the main plot. And sometimes those novels, like as much as I love a good rom-com or a romance novel with the cute little love story and happily ever after, I want something that has like the stakes are a little higher. <laughs> Give me some danger. Give me some, <gasps> oh my gosh, are they going to survive? But even in those books, there's usually like this little like underlying thread of a love interest happening between the protagonist and somebody else who's along on this high stake journey. So 
if you want to be able to write good love stories. Romance novels are a good place to start, but so are other novels. So are fantasy, so are comedy. Like, they're awesome. Also, maybe read a nonfiction novel. Why? Because you'll see another way of writing. One of my favorite writing activities during my creative writing program was when we had to read a short story and then we had to pick a scene from that short story and rewrite it, but add dialogue and take away all the explanation and get the same message across using dialogue. And I was just like, it was a very interesting exercise, but I still had to read the scene. So that, so if you are a reader or a writer, I'm so sorry. I get like, I get them intermixed a little bit. If you want to be a writer, you need to read, whether you're reading articles, if you're reading articles or sticking to courses or reading what other writers are saying about writing, I highly encourage you to pick up a novel, at least in the genre you want to read in or write in. So you can see all of that technical knowledge you're learning be played out practically. And I have said this seven times, I'm beating a dead horse, but I'm so serious about it. You will not be as good of a writer as you can be if you're not reading. And the thing is about writing is that it is 90% skill, 10% talent. And maybe it's more like 80-20. I literally make up the numbers every time I say the statistic because I don't actually... I'm not trying to give you exact numbers. My, the point I'm trying to make when I say it's 10% talent, 90% skill is that if you're not a writer, is like if you're not writing, you can't build up the skill. It's like Tom Brady didn't wake up one day and make it to the NFL. He probably naturally has a good arm and good aim and good hand-eye coordination. But in order to be the best quarterback of all time with all the records he holds, he had to practice. And sometimes for writers, that practice is actually reading a book and honing your craft more. So I'm going to leave some links in the show notes again about um, Susan Dennard and her newsletter. She did move to Substack. She does offer a paid subscription, but she also still does offer a free one. Um, her paid one gives you access to her question and answers where she really dives deep and it's really awesome. And plus she's also coming out with some other cool stuff. And Susan Dennard is also a great author. If you want to read any of her other books, um, she has a, she, she's an author you want to look up. She is definitely very creative and I love watching her as an author because she inspires me. So check her out. I'll leave a link out to check her out in the show notes, check out on writing. I'm also going to write a I'm going to write a little thing about um, what books to read in different genres if you're kind of stuck on not knowing what to read. So be sure to check all of that out in little writing updates. It is October 28th when this podcast comes out. So we are back on October 28th with episode 16. So excited. That means <laughs> there's three days until November 1st. And November 1st starts National Novel Writing Month. And... This year is going to be the year I win, guys. <laughs> this year is going to be the year. I'm going to write and finish Puck because I also took a break from writing when I started all this transitioning and shifting in my life. And so I am going to write Puck. I'm going to finish Puck. It's going to be 50,000 words that I'm writing for Puck. And if I win this year, I get a NaNoWriMo hoodie or sweatshirt. And hoodies and sweatshirts are my love language. So now it's a competition and now I have to do it. 
So I will be participating in NaNoWriMo. If you are too, I would love to build some sort of accountability group together so we can keep each other on track and cheer each other on as we hit our word counts. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast even a little bit, please rate it. Please share it with somebody who likes writing. Anything you could do to support, I super appreciate it. Until next time, guys, keep writing.